This found footage movie could be better. Today I'm talking about Dashcam. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about a blumhouse found footage movie called Dashcam, one that i thought had a pretty good hook but uh, doesn't make the most of it for reasons i'll get into shortly so without further ado let's get started as maligned as the genre often is the found footage genre has enjoyed a small creative resurgence in recent memory While the shaky cam VHS approach of something like the Blair Witch Project has limited uses and advantages, see low budget and relying heavily on the mind's eye to put together the atmosphere and scares, there have been a few recent developments that have opened up new avenues, namely video conferencing and live streaming. Video conferencing is solid because you can have other members of the cast experience the same dramatic irony the audience experiences, see the short and sweet host and offers an excuse to go off the rails in different ways with different people. It's literally different locations. And live streaming or YouTube personalities are fun because you can use the structure of a horror movie to strip out their obvious artifice and replace it with something tangible and terrifying. Of course, much like its VHS-inspired predecessors, it's easy for a live streaming horror movie to fall into the same traps. Dashcam follows a streamer named Annie, who decides to visit her former friend and bandmate in London. But what starts as an awkward reunion between two friends turns terrifying when Annie and her friend Stretch stumble into a supernatural occurrence. So, I wanted to like this movie a lot more than I did. I like seeing small-scale horror movies that put it all put it all off, pull it all off rather, and the aforementioned stripping of the artifice that people use as a shield on social media can be very sad, cathartic, or both. But this movie has a giant problem, and that problem is Annie. Not the actor playing Annie. Annie Hardy is great. She's giving this movie and script exactly what it asks for, which is an embraceive dick, who it's easy to see why she is as isolated as it is. So, seeing her friend get caught up in her nonsense is very easy to empathize with. The problem is, Annie is our hero, and also the wrong kind of asshole to base a movie like this around. Online personalities are easy targets for satire and for horror movies because a lot of them are very irritating. Their primary audience skews young, so they often act more energetic than you can possibly imagine, push towards extreme actions in their content, and act and react based on engagement versus anything with artistic and moral merit, or anything past vapid commercialism. So while we might enjoy seeing them scared once that fakeness is removed and we see who they are, it's easier to empathize with them. But Annie... Annie is a right-wing asshole. She's, we're talking yelling at people in stores for wearing masks, using all of the dismissive and insulting right-wing online lingo, and does friendship-bending things like insulting her friend's partner and taking his car that he needs for work without asking, also known as stealing. As such, it's really hard to root for her when things start going off the rails. If anything, you feel nothing but empathy for Stretch, who is trying to deal with this person he once knew and her bullshit before the supernatural stuff starts happening. Now, I will admit that she does soften as the movie goes on, but she's still, well, who she is. The movie's second problem is an over-reliance on shaky camera work. 
most movie nerds know that found footage movies are a great way to create scares on a budget because things like distorted images or a shaking camera are a great way to imply action without actually showing it. Because putting action on screen, especially stuff like a car crash, can get expensive. What you don't want to happen is what happens in dashcam, which is every time things start getting a little hectic, we've got intense camera shaking and chaos before seeing a horrific outcome. I think there's two to three car accidents and at least two deaths that occur in that kind of chaos, which not only makes everything feel more artificial, but also way less effective than the movie's quiet moments when a seemingly possessed woman floats down in camera or while our two hero heroes' backs are turned. That's the good stuff, and this movie is about 10% of that and 90% of Cloverfield 2.0 with a live stream bent. It's a shame because the core mystery and reveals throughout the movie are actually interesting and frightening, but the combo of camera work and Annie's abrasiveness makes it very difficult to get invested or enjoy the ride. The verdict is it's too much. With everything turned up to 11, Dashcam doesn't scare as much as it overwhelms. 4 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.